0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo, and before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening, and also thanks to contributors to my show, who are executive producers, Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Justice Magic, neural production engineer, Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in contributing to this show, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. Now, without further ado, our our guest for today is Justin Otto from the podcast Dharma Junkies. Thanks for coming on, man.
1: Hey, man. I am absolutely delighted to be here.
0: So, dude, the last time I saw you was at Clutch.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. That was an awesome show. I was wearing that shirt uh, yesterday, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to leave early because my girlfriend got in a car accident, and I was like, I got to go. I tried to hang out as long as possible. It just didn't work, work out that way, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Car accidents mess things up. Generally, generally speaking,
1: you know, uh, unless you're in like a like an you know, off-road derby kind of, you know, uh, what were those things? the crash derby. Yeah. Then it's
0: demolition then it's like
1: derby. The, yeah. Yeah. Then it's almost like expected.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> then it just makes for a better show. It doesn't, you haven't <laughs> messed anything up. You've just delighted the audience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what have you been up to, man?
1: Oh uh, man. Just got back from Nashville. I'm doing this, uh, meditation facilitator training through wild heart meditation center. Uh, used to be part of against the stream. Um, uh, anybody you know knows anything about either of, uh, those organizations or refuge recovery kind of knows the story with that. So I won't go into that, but uh, it was cool, man. Like I'm learning a, a lot about uh, the Dharma and uh, meditation and being able to teach people how to meditate. Not that you can teach people how to meditate because you can't, but you can help facilitate them to find the real meditation.
0: Hmm. What is real
1: meditation? Present time awareness. Meditation and daily life are not separate things. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to sum it up, that's it. It's present time awareness, man. I don't like using the word mindfulness because of the whole large mindfulness, like the Mick mindfulness movement. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, it's like no, that that's 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 Buddhism. That's just uh, meditation. That's the samadhi factor of the uh, eightfold path.
0: Have you reached enlightenment? Uh,
1: I mean, I don't think there's a any like large enlightenment. I think that we have small awakenings all the time mm. i think uh every time that you don't react to a situation and you choose to respond to it mindfully see there's that word again Any time you choose to respond to it in such a manner um with uh present time awareness that that is a small awakening
0: interesting in my book i guarantee enlightenment enlightenment guaranteed the only book on zen you'll ever need right
1: I've, you know, I've actually been uh, sitting uh, Soto's in uh, occasionally, recently. With, uh, Claude Anshin Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Super nice guy. Interesting. Uh, he had the uh, Zalto Foundation. Yeah. Anyway, everybody should look him up. He's uh, an amazing individual. He, uh, actually, uh, his uh, first teacher was Thich Nhat Hanh, so kind of relevant. He just
0: died. He did just die. Although I think he was in a coma for like the last six years or something. Do you think so? He was sick for a really long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, d- I do remember hearing something about that. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I didn't know Thich Nhat Hanh personally, obviously. No, but I, didn't I know, know I know either. somebody that I know somebody that knew Thich Nhat Hanh. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> by, by like every time I every time I bow to Anshin,
0: I'm bowing to Thich Nhat Hanh. So, yeah, I mean, I have, I did see the Dalai Lama once. Oh yeah, how yeah. was that? It was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was teaching about Nagarjuna in the middle way. Hmm. Fascinating. When was that? I think that was about maybe six years ago in New York. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that that had to have been a, a pretty uh, amazing experience. So um he's like, he's like the Buddhist pope, right? Yeah. Sort of so first um what guests have you had on your podcast lately
1: oh man who stands out uh dave smith i had on he's a he's a really good buddhist dharma teacher he was really good man i've had so many good guests i i, I don't want to say who the best ones were because they're all equally good you know i get something equally beneficial from every guest that i have on and I, I learned something from every guest that i have on and you know i just like connecting with people and man i i couldn't say which ones were the best and which ones i enjoyed the most mm-hmm. you just have to get, you just have to go look up the podcast and see who i have on. yeah
0: what is the podcast called
1: it's uh, called dharma junkie
0: yeah cool
1: it is cool. I enjoy it. I have a good time doing it.
0: Me too. I enjoy doing podcasts.
1: Yeah, you've got a like a bunch of episodes out now, right? Like four hundred something episodes,
0: close to four hundred. Yeah, that's
1: that's crazy, man. That's yeah. You know, really got... put them,
0: because we started
1: at the same time. I mean, granted, I took a break for you know nine months, but mm. uh, we started at the same time. I think I'm on like episode sixty two or sixty three, but you know, different different subject matter, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 your subject matter is everything imaginable, and I'm if I had to pigeonhole myself, I'd say psychedelic Buddhism. It's the best description for my podcast I've got, honestly.
0: Yeah, I don't know how. I, I mean, can't really describe my podcast. I mean, I've covered everything from necromancers to, I don't know, energy healing and Buddhism and ancient aliens and archaeology and
1: yeah i'm you know i I guess i guess our podcasts are pretty similar in that respect because i've I've done some you know energy healing episodes i've done some uh, hypnotism episodes i've done some astrology episodes um it's pretty all over the place uh you know i try to keep it pretty focused on the psychedelic buddhism you know uh, a lot of i try to have a lot of uh buddhist teachers and stuff on and uh, uh psychedelic researchers yeah you know, things like that and uh, it's fun man i have uh, some, some interesting conversations i had a uh, timothy doyle on the show recently oh that's cool familiar with him but um yeah well, everybody be on the lookout for that episode because that's a good one i think everyone will enjoy that one I'm mm-hmm. not, i don't want to give anything away
0: i know you had one of my one of our um you've had uh john michael greer on
1: I have had John Michael Greer on. Great guy, really, really good. I actually just got a a couple books of his in the mail, uh, the uh, Aeon books sent to me recently, so. Yeah, super fun conversation with him. Uh, Just uh, a wealth of occult information. And a really, really super nice guy, too. Like, we had a really good conversation. It was weird doing that one, though. Yeah, he had to call in over the phone. (laughs) Like, he doesn't so, use the computer. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't use the computer. <laughs> like, I was like,
0: so we're doing a podcast,
1: but you're calling in over the phone. Okay.
0: All right. That'll work. This is
1: the first one I've done like that. It's the only one I've done like that.
0: Really? But it was fun, man. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. I think he was the first one I did that. Well, he was the first one I did that way or Frank Joseph. like Those are two guys that I usually have to do over the phone.
1: Yeah. What is uh, What does Frank Joseph do exactly? Frank Joseph
0: has written, I think, 15 books on Atlantis. Okay, like he's definitely like the expert on Atlantis.
1: Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. to go. I have to go back and uh, check the, the, those episodes out because yeah. I, I'm very interested now.
0: One of my plans is actually to go out and actually look for Atlantis. Oh yeah, are, are you certified in uh, scuba diving? I am thinking about purchasing a submarine. That's even
1: better. That's even better. Like a like a single man submarine or like a. Oh. Like an
0: old nuclear sub, or like... I found a Russian nuclear sub for sale. See, I, I, I <laughs> knowing you,
1: knowing you, I knew it was going to be nuclear sub. I just had a feeling. That's why I threw it out there.
0: Well, you know, one of the things with the nuclear sub too is I could go under the ice of Atlant of um, Antarctica.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, what are you going to be looking for down there?
0: Supposedly, there's um, a alien base there. Oh, Hmm. you don't think they would have some sort of cloaking technology that would prevent you from... Well, one of my guests has actually been there. To the alien base? To the base, yeah. Well, I mean, it was originally used... It's it's weird it was used by Vikings. Then it was used by Nazis. And I guess, like, all along, the aliens have been there.
2: That's so strange.
0: Hmm.
1: Not really. Yeah, I mean... It is for me. I'm not, you know, that's not my wheelhouse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you need a nuclear sub to get there. Well, yeah. So I figured with this nuclear sub, I could kill two birds with one stone.
1: Yep. Absolutely. You could. And probably many more. I'm sure there's many underwater adventures you could get into in a a nuclear sub.
0: Yeah. I could go check out Altec.
1: Are you are you going to uh, just keep it the original color or are you going to paint it like some sort of gaudy like yellow submarine color?
0: I'm probably going to you know. leave it the original color because I don't know how to get it out of the water.
1: Oh, well, I mean, if you can afford to buy a nuclear submarine, you can afford to get it painted, I think.
0: It's not that expensive. I mean, what are we talking here? I believe it was like 500000
1: That's not that much. That's surprisingly reasonable, <laughs> I guess the market for <laughs> I, I,
2: think, I, mean, I think i don't know i have I've
1: never shopped around for submarines, so I'm only assuming that that is reasonable it's just a guess i can only i'm, I'm that's pure speculation on my part,
0: really. you've never looked for a sub no no i I've never picked up a copy of submarine Trader, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, they're out there, man. Especially those Russian nuclear subs. They're going pretty cheap. Yeah, apparently you can get a a lot of that,
1: like old de, um, de, decommissioned uh, military equipment from Russia on the on the cheap, cheap. Yeah, yeah. I have no I have no need for any decommissioned anything. Though, like I, I you know, path of nonviolence over here. So, um, what do I what do I need that for? I don't even want anything that was involved in a violent act let alone the Soviet Union.
0: But you could turn it into the Dharma sub. Yeah. It seems like a lot of work for not much payoff. Like, like who else would be out there is doing under the water Buddhist retreats? Hey, Complete that, that is isolation.
1: <laughs> that is a good idea. It'd be terrifying though. It'd be like a, you remember that movie Leviathan? Yeah. Something like
0: that would end up happening to me. I'm sure. Nah,
1: you'd be fine, man. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to test, test my luck, you know?
0: You know, if, well, if you ever need a nuclear sub, Captain, mm. call me. Well, I mean, you've got to get your
1: nuclear sub first and then learn how to pilot this um, sub, unless you already know,
0: which you probably had
1: a guest on that taught you how to do it on your podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I have If I'm sure I can figure it out.
1: I I don't think it'd be too hard. Yeah,
0: I mean front back. I mean, how much different
1: could it be here's than driving a, a car? Here's the big question: Does it come with the manual?
0: No. Or if it does, it's written no, in you're Russian. Fucked.
1: You're fucked. You're fucked. Uh, you are done. You're
0: no, done. I'll figure you're it fucked. out. No. You
1: think? You think you'll figure it? Out? I mean, you, well, you're you're a smart
0: guy. I, I, I have mean, a yeah. Russian friend.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, then he can at least translate for you, and that would help. You know, because if you don't, if you can't read Russian. I think it's gonna be a lot more difficult.
0: Do you read Russian?
1: Ah man, I'm I'm American. Wait. I don't read shit. Do you no, read, no, so, I, I read so
0: you I don't read, read Sanskrit?
1: No, I don't read Sanskrit. I don't read Pali either.
0: Does that make reading the sutras difficult? Like no. then you have to train you have you have to trust the translations? I do have to trust the translation. But I mean
1: I, either way I would have to trust my own translation up. You know, so if, if I if I did know how to read poly, then I would just have to trust my translation. So, you know, I, I try to look at different translations and see the similarities. And then hopefully
0: there's somewhere, you know, uh, fairly on target.
2: <coughs> there are I, differences.
0: Not, I, what's that? There are differences in the translation. So.
2: There
1: are. I mean, there's many, there's many. That's why I said I like to go to many different, you know, like look at a few different translations and then kind of take the broad scope of the similarities and then kind of suss out the differences. But, you know, people read too much into the suttas, you know, there's, there's, I mean, I, I stay in the suttas too. I, I read them a lot, but really just, man, Buddhism's pretty simple. If you're a lay person, you know, five precepts, follow those four noble truths is an understanding. And then just, you know, Following the Eightfold Path, and there you go. Like you can get into the teachings all you want, but the the core teachings are right there, you know? hmm. right in the uh, the Satipatthana Sutta. That's all all you really need.
0: But there's even debate over whether the Buddha said life is suffering or life has suffering.
1: I'm pretty. I, I go with the translation of in life there is suffering, not like life is suffering, but there is suffering in life. That's my more, more my understanding of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the the Chinese ten thousand joys, ten thousand sorrows. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. Do you think greater to suffering, greater to joy? Absolutely. So then that would give a person a reason to go out and suffer.
1: I, I don't think we have to go out and try. I think I think it's going to happen anyway. I mm-hmm. think that's the point. Yeah, I think that's the first noble truth. You don't have to try. It's there. It's going to happen. Right? That is an intrinsic part of life.
0: See, you know, the, do you, the, so so well, do you think Hugh Hefner suffered? Probably. Probably greatly. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. Well, you know, there's the, the core sufferings of, you know, sickness, aging, and death. And then you've got secondary suffering, which is mostly mind-made.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the core sufferings now, I, don't bother me. What's that? The core sufferings don't bother me. Yeah, I mean, me neither. Really,
1: um, those are int- you know, those are parts of life that are just expected. There's mm-hmm. sickness, there's aging, and there's death. I mean, that's that's just the rub. You don't get life without any of those. But it's all that secondary suffering. You know, taking that second arrow. Like, yeah, shit's gonna happen, but like, why torture yourself over it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, I keep getting better looking with age. You? Yeah. Yeah, you do. It's silver-haired
1: boxer over there.
0: It's amazing. <laughs> well, that's why you,
1: you got a hot date tonight, man.
0: I'm trying.
1: You're succeeding. You're doing great. Thanks, man. How's that? How's been? Um, how's moving been? How, how you all settled in now? It's been a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still haven't finished unpacking. I'm probably never going to. You know, probably just throw some of this crap away.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that could be a good option. I don't understand people like you that move into a place and then take forever to unpack. Like, I got, when I moved into my place, I was, I had shit hanging on my walls in two days. You know, like, I was moving in. Like, I wanted it to feel like home.
0: Yeah, I moved into my house and I put a coffee pot on the counter. Mm. That was it. I'm in. Well, you know. You're a man of few needs. <laughs> yeah, coffee pot. That's pretty much it. The dog has more needs than I do. Oh yeah? yeah. Yeah. But no, the moves it's been good, man. I'm I'm glad to be back in New Jersey. You know, not living in Alabama where if people find out I'm a Buddhist that they're going to hang me. You know, I don't have to live with that fear anymore. Is, is that a
1: fear that you had?
0: all the time people used to threaten to hang me all the time down there
1: i feel like you're exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> I, feel like, like, I feel like if they were going to hang you for anything it'd be because they listen to your
0: podcast <laughs> and they're like
1: who's this psychopath?" you
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna lynch that buddhist, <laughs> that buddhist down here <laughs> And then he chased me down the street with, with a rope.
1: Best get back up to New Jersey.
0: That's what I had to do. I was fearing for my life.
1: Well, you know, I live right down the road from where you were living. You I road. know, but, like, but they're like two different worlds,
0: day. man. Like, Festival cool. is like civilized.
1: Well, yeah, you did live in Fairhope. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I fucking hate that place. I hate Fairhope. There's just nothing there. And a bunch of shitty ass meth heads,
0: and it's very white. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's very white
0: and very Christian.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some good people in, in Fairhope, I guess. There I don't is. know. I don't associate with those people. <laughs> like I said, I wouldn't know. I guess I don't want to completely shit on Fairhope because I do live right down the road from there. But I'm well, sure there's some nice people
0: there. Well, Pepper shits on it too. Yeah, well, Pepper shits on everything though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll put that pitch out there for Pepper and the Rushmore podcast. The now defunct Rushmore podcast. Oh, it's defunct now. Oh, yeah, it's done. I thought it was doing great. Nah, it was. It was.
1: Pepper pulled out. He's done. Why? Um, I don't know. I, I've been wanting to talk to him about it, but he just hasn't called me back yet. It's, it's been a minute now. It's been maybe a month and a half, something like that. It's It's been done for a little while now. Yeah.
2: Man,
0: he's yeah yeah. Yeah, like think, uh sponsor, Beretta. And yeah, everything. I
1: think yeah, I know. I think uh I think he's doing still doing uh history buffs, but I'm not sure.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, a tragedy. You know, Tom,
1: Thomas is still doing um uh what is I Roughhouse Friday?
2: Mm hmm.
1: With um what is his name? Brian Callen. Yeah. I think he's still doing that. But uh, yeah, as far as I know, Rushmore's uh Rushmore's no more. Rushmore no more.
0: It's a tragedy.
1: It is a tragedy. that, 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 that
0: is a huge loss for Pascagoula. <laughs> it's a huge it's a huge <laughs> loss for podcasts because they had a
1: funny podcast.
0: Pepper's a funny dude.
1: He is a funny dude. I like Pepper a lot. I've known him for a long time.
0: Yeah, we were doing a podcast one day and he just pulled out a pistol and started swirling it around and shooting that shit in his house. That sounds like, that sounds like Pepper. It was amazing. I've never seen anybody start firing a gun on a
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's too... Uh, yep, that, that's Pepper. Pepper <laughs> going, everybody. Pepper going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is. I seem to, I seem to attract those.
0: <clears throat> well, not me. No, certainly not you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anybody but you, Gary. Uh, no, nah. nah, you're good dude, man. Yeah, All I, of you. I wouldn't be, wouldn't be talking to you right now. I, I wouldn't none. have gone to. I certainly wouldn't have gone to a clutch show with you, and that was a good time, man. <laughs> what, a good, what a good show that was, for real.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna go see them again. I was going to go see them. They played right by my house, but I didn't get to see that show. It was like right around Christmas. Oh. But they're playing in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. I think I'm going to go to that
1: one. Yeah, I saw a, I saw a flyer for the, the new tour they're doing.
0: Yeah, so, so I'm going to go to Stroudsburg. Yeah. I think that one will have the sword opening.
1: Oh, that's cool. I, I, I love those guys. The sword's really good. I've seen yeah. them a couple times at the same place we saw Clutch. I've seen them stoner yeah, was, was good too though oh stoner was amazing i really enjoyed those guys yeah they were they were super good i did not expect them to be as good as they were and i was yeah huh. pleasantly surprised it's like seeing kaius
0: yeah it was exactly like seeing <laughs> yeah
1: i'm going to see a tool in like two weeks in uh, new orleans so that'll be fun yeah 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 that, that was actually one of the uh I think the last big show I saw before the is that the
0: Superdome. Uh, no, it's at
1: the uh, Smoothie King Center, oh, which is like r- right across the street from the Superdome, like mm-hmm. literally.
0: Yeah, I saw Snoop Dogg at the Superdome.
1: Oh yeah, that ought to have been cool. I've seen a bunch of stuff there. I when mm-hmm. I lived in New Orleans, I was doing stagehand work, and I worked at the Superdome and the Smoothie King Center, and you know, obviously a bunch of other places, but. You know, working and doing all of these shows, man. I got to see a lot of cool stuff for free, so it was really. I saw uh, Weezer at Champion Square because of that. Really? I mean, it's like in the, in the VIP section. Uh, them and the Pixies. It was, a yeah, super good show.
0: Wow. Yeah. Pixies. Frank Black. Yep. Yeah. Good times. Good times.
1: Mostly good times. Mostly good times. New Orleans is one of those cities that uh, the excesses of the city can get to you pretty easily. If if you let them. mm mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But it's also a good place to practice some voodoo. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. There's a there's a lot of that there. As I, you know, so I hear they keep that's pretty underground. I mean, you know, there's Marie LaBeau's voodoo shop, but uh, you know, that's kitschy kind of touristy stuff. But yeah, yeah. there's a lot of uh, for real voodoo down there.
0: Yeah, I interviewed a guy who was really heavily knowledgeable on that. I think it was Dark Waters. Yeah. Oh, about the voodoo. I have to check that one out. Now,
1: what is the difference between voodoo
0: and hoodoo? A oh, huge difference. Like well, that's this. Why I'm asking this you. is hoodoo right here. I mean, that's a book. I know. It's a good book, though. Ms. Aida, she's one of my sponsors. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I've heard that. Um, I have. What's the name of that book again? This one is Hoodoo Justice Magic. Okay. okay. And she also has one on curses, hexes, and spells. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, now, that that still uh, did not quite answer the question. What what is the difference between Voodoo and Hoodoo? You said there's a lot,
0: but can you give me like some key points? Voodoo is very Catholic. Where where Voodoo is based more on Santeria. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Okay. well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Where did where did the uh, the Catholic influence come in in Hoodoo?
0: i'm not really sure because like hoodoo i believe i mean it originated like in you know new orleans mississippi area hoodoo did yeah and voodoo came as Vood- more- voodoo came more from haiti
1: right right yeah yeah that makes sense then that would be more santeria than uh, yeah okay yeah that clears a lot though
0: very technical
1: Yeah, it's a very technical thing. I I want nothing to do with either of them. (laughs) And then there's Bruja. That's, see, I've never even heard of that. It's Mexican. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't investigate uh, the dark arts. No? No, not so much. Hmm. I'm uh, all all peace and love over here.
0: Well, so are they. Really? I mean, just like um, Buddhism accepts... Suffering as a part of life, so did I.
1: Interesting. Yeah, like I said, I, I really know nothing about either of them. Other than you know, what I've seen on TV. And that you know,
0: means nothing.
1: Absolutely nothing. I believe nothing I, I see on TV. So.
0: I'm surprised you still have a TV. I'm talking about when I was like a kid. Okay. Yeah. You don't have a TV now.
1: I mean, I've got a TV, but it never gets turned on just
0: decoration
1: i mean it kind of just hangs on the wall i uh i put music from like you know youtube or stuff and stuff like that like, i watch it i mostly I, I watch a lot of lectures and like dharma talks so i guess i do watch television in a sense like i'm watching something on a screen but i'm not watching programming you know what i mean like I, i'm very careful about curating what i
0: do consume with my my mind Good. So you're not watching Fox News. No, no, I don't watch
1: CNN either. Me either.
0: Well, I don't. I don't watch the news.
1: I don't even watch local news. I just don't care. Most of it just doesn't affect me.
0: No, it doesn't affect me either.
1: I'm too busy, like, doing volunteer work and stuff like that to, to really, worry about all the bad things happening around me i'm trying to put positivity out into the universe and uh so i just don't concern myself with the news because it's it's all just fear-based negativity and uh, i'm not trying to live in a that mind state of fear so i don't i don't consume fear
0: i've never felt it fear
1: Hmm. Mm. i feel like that's a lie you've never been angry Anger is different mean, than fear. Fear is the root emotion.
0: No. Yeah. No. You don't think so? No, definitely not. I definitely disagree with that. They're completely separate. I don't think so. I mean, that's just my opinion. But I, I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. I think I think they're they're fairly synonymous. I think the anger is a secondary emotion to fear.
0: Also. Anger exi-
1: Anger exists to move an obstacle from the path. You want to move an obstacle from the path for fear of not getting down the path. path What
0: if it's just motivation? I mean, it can be good
1: motivation, but what is the motivation? What is the driving factor behind the motivation?
0: Inspiration. To achieve something? Yeah, like like, like say I'm trying to build a bookshelf. But... Hammer in the nail and it bends, and I get mad and I smash the bookshelf because I'm angry. That is not, there's no fear. I'm not afraid of the nail. I mean, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But you're afraid of pain. You know, I love pain. (laughs) I believe greater the pain, greater the pleasure. You think? Absolutely. That's why I go out there and I look for suffering. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> Self flagellation, man. It's been done for thousands and thousands of years. I, I, I walk down the street and I look for the biggest dude and I start a fight. <laughs> are you fucking 54 year old Tyler
1: Durden? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you are an insane person.
0: Now I actually, I'm actually gonna be doing an episode up on that soon. I think next, I think tomorrow actually, I'm doing an episode on that.
1: On what exactly?
0: Um, self-flagellation.
1: Oh well, you are a masochist.
0: So you know, in, in the, I mean, the whole idea behind it is though: the greater the pain, greater the joy. There's no, you know, the more you hurt yourself, the more pleasure you're gonna get out of life. You know, I I've tried that.
1: It didn't didn't pan out so well. But it, hey, to each other, You know, like my path is mine and yours is yours, and you've got your dharma and I've got mine. It's all intention.
2: Well,
1: if it's your intention <laughs> to carve out deeper valleys for joy to lie, if you self-flagellation, by all means, by God, <laughs> you go ahead and do that. But I'm gonna not do that because I'm trying to not self-flagellate. I have self-flagellated for years, uh, both physically and mentally, and it did not benefit me in any way. So I just, I'm good, I'm good. Peace and love, man, peace and love.
0: But it got you to where you are.
1: It did get me to where I am. Right, right? Would,
0: you, would, would you be where you are now if it was for all that happened to you? Would you be? concerned about other people's happiness if you had not experienced all the suffering that you did before creating more and more joy absolutely not
1: and you're very right about that but you know i've experienced that that has
0: been the journey to where i'm exactly at. you've already experienced it though right. but so you had but you had anymore. to yeah, I had to, but I don't need see, to see to I'm call not myself anymore. See, again. I'm not I'm not where you're at, so I gotta go through some oh, more. So, had, so I so You have to you haven't had enough. Okay. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Now, so, now it's all making okay. So now I'm and I don't want to go through it for years, so I want to accelerate the process. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I throw know. some fuel in that fire. I don't think it's anything you can rush through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get it over with. I think you might need to get in there and walk around for a little while. I don't think it's anything you can just run through. <laughs> Maybe you can. If you want to put yourself in a, a horrible rock bottom real fast, go for it. I'm highly not recommending that.
0: I, I end up at horrible rock bottom. Because <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish I didn't have to. (laughs) I wish I had to try at it. (laughs) Right. Well,
1: yeah. I don't think anybody has to try, though. Yeah. I think everybody. You know, like we were saying earlier, I think uh, suffering is a part of life, and everybody experiences it. Now, everybody experiences that suffering to a different degree, I think. And I think that uh, some people are 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 taught to better handle that suffering uh, early on, and unfortunately, I did not get a lot of those uh, self-soothing skills and coping skills so I kind of had to figure it out later in life and I think that's why I suffered so unneedlessly for for many years
0: me too me too that's why I turned to angel dust no, I mean you did that pretty early though you were what like it was like high school right 18 yeah
1: yeah yeah see I no, I didn't start using hard drugs or Anything until I was thirty one,
0: thirty something like that. Oh yeah, I started when I was twelve. I'm,
1: I mean, not like not regularly. I you know, I, when i you know growing up, I, I'd do the occasional line of cocaine or something stupid like that. You know, I was always into psychedelics when I was younger, but I don't consider those a, a drug anyway. Um, but you know, as far as drugs and stuff like I, you know, I always smoked pot and. Uh, no, like I said, the occasional line of cocaine. I drank too much in my twenties when I was playing music for sure. And, but, um, I didn't really start getting into, you know, like heroin and stuff like that until I was, you know, in, in my thirties. And that, that lasted, you know, six years or so. And, uh, I don't do anything now.
2: Hmm.
1: Clean and serene. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm just clean and crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely still crazy. That didn't go away. <laughs> it's never going to go away. But I, but I do have coping skills now and I don't need to self-medicate. So that's a that's a
0: bonus. So let me ask. Mm. Is angel dust considered a psychedelic? Like where does that fall? Is that uh, a drug I, or is it a psychedelic? My, to my understanding, uh, I I've
1: angel dust and uh, ketamine are if not very similar, the exact same thing, according to Dr. Carl Hart. So I would have to say that they would fall into the disassociative category, which it can be a, a psychedelic experience, the disassociative, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't categorize it as a classic psychedelic.
2: Hmm.
0: Oh wow. I know i liked it well
1: it, I've, I've never tried it personally but i i hear from a lot of people that have had uh, ketamine therapy and if i'm going to listen to as i said dr carl hart that uh, ketamine and pcp are basically the same thing so um and they said it was a a pretty uh crazy experience they said it was a very crazy experience in, in fact but um uh, don't have any first-hand experience with it. Never, never dabbled with ketamine, uh, surprisingly. Um, been around it, but uh, never tried it.
0: Never so, any, uh, so if uh, you were to do it, would it be consider, considered a drug? I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to tell you after I had
1: some uh, empirical data on that. I would need first-hand experience to really give you...
0: Now I'm wondering, man. If I could go back and smoke and dust and it wouldn't count as a relapse... There
1: you are. That's <laughs> something happened there.
0: Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think dust would count as a relapse?
1: Uh, For sure. Yeah. Fuck.
0: Probably. It's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it is bullshit.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm not sure because they do offer the, the ketamine clinics now. So, um, you know, I, and I mean, I, when we're talking about relapse, that gets in the whole like, how do, what do you define as a relapse you know is it any substance you get into the whole in a thing where it's like well any any sub, mind-altering substance is considered uh, a negative thing and but are antidepressants mind-altering substances is it sugar necessarily a mind-altering substance caffeine nicotine all of these things are technically drugs yes So, you know, if we're talking about relapse, then everybody that goes to meetings is relapsing constantly because they're smoking and drinking coffee. And in my opinion, all of those are drugs. So, you know, you have to, I think, pick and choose. Me, I just don't do shit. You know, I I, caffeine. That's pretty much my go to caffeine and nicotine these days, just Mm -hmm. like all everybody else in the meetings. Yeah. But I did quit smoking cigarettes. Uh, You know, I do the vape thing now, so. Congratulations yeah. to me for that, because uh, I, you know, smoked for twenty five years and happy to at least be. Though I'm not necessarily nicotine free, I am smoke free. Not that this is probably good for me, but it's got to be better than cigarettes, right?
0: Yeah, I quit smoking about fifteen years ago. It was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. That would have
1: been what? Uh, what thirty nine? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, see, I was thirty nine when I quit because uh, I, I I turned uh, forty last year and was like, I don't want to go into my forties as a smoker. So I was like, well, the day before my birthday, I just put it down. I was like, I'm done.
0: I put everything. I, quit. I mean, like no nicotine at all.
1: Well, that's good. I I enjoy it. I still enjoy the nicotine, and uh, I I think that this is like the uh, the bridge to my quitting. I I, I was I know myself. And I wouldn't have been able to just stop cold turkey like that. So I figured one thing at a time, I'll put the cigarettes down, do the vape thing for a little while, and then slowly, slowly uh, wean myself off the of that.
0: Mm. Yes. So I'll you're, let you
1: know how that goes on the on the next episode. For for
0: me that's too long of a process. That's why I like no. to think I like to get things over boom, quick. Right, that's why you're going jump, into that whole jump right mind, into that yeah, whole suffering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, know, you just dive right in, just a, just into a big
1: bat of suffering.
0: <laughs> but I'll tell you I never want to go because I never want to go through that suffering again. <laughs> That's for sure. How was that? It was so, hell. It was bad for a year. For I was I was literally pissed off for a year.
1: After you quit? Yeah.
0: How long did you uh smoked for before you before you decided to quit? God, I must have started when I was like eight. Really, yeah. I was really young right when, when I started.
1: I, yeah, that's really young, man. I right wow. remember
0: right when I started having sex. Cause it went really good after the sex. Is that something you saw on television? No, it's my life. You figured it out. <laughs> I don't know how I figured it. I don't know what I was thinking when I was eight, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no idea, man. You know, yeah, I don't know. What I, I don't <laughs> know. What I was get, get get laid, <laughs> smoke a cigarette and then like watch some fucking Bugs Bunny. Insane,
1: <laughs> bro. It's crazy. What a what a wild experience you've had. I can't believe you haven't had more suffering. <laughs> <laughs> not don't yet. worry, it's, not, it's, coming. it's it's coming. It's coming. You you'll get it especially if you go out and start doing angel dust again, it's probably going to start coming real fast.
0: Hmm. No, dust uh, <laughs> is very, very pleasurable.
1: Yeah. Maybe, like I said, maybe not. I don't know. I've never done angel dust. I can't, couldn't, couldn't say mm-hmm. I can only speculate.
0: Like
1: I said, I, I, I drank too much through my twenties and that was an issue for me. Like looking back on it. Uh, yeah, I definitely drank too much. And then, you know, like the heroin thing, um, obviously not a good idea for anybody listening. Don't go do heroin. It won't end well. Yeah. You know, I know uh, there's been some people that are like, nah, not me. I won't get addicted. I mean, I was that guy. And, uh, you know, six years later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was doing I was doing okay. I was managing. And then I did the three months of dust. I by quantities. So I I bought the dust. I bought a lot of it, like a pound of it or some shit. And then when I ran ran out, then I bought a couple pounds or maybe more, like three pounds of like this hash with opium.
2: Mm.
0: And then I I did that for a while and then I ran out. And then I couldn't get anything else that I really enjoyed. So I started doing stuff that I didn't enjoy. Mm. And that's when I knew I had a problem. Right. When I'm when I'm out there doing drugs that I don't even like. Yeah, yeah. That's an that issue. That you is know? True. Like, I never liked Coke, but I, would do, I was doing it because I couldn't get anything else. Right. Coke's a shitty drug. It is a sucky-ass drug. Yeah.
1: No, it's, it's not good. Alcohol's a shitty
0: drug. Yeah, yeah. That was another one, too. Like I, Those were two things I was doing, and I didn't even enjoy them. They gave me no pleasure at all. Right. So here I am doing drugs I don't even like.
1: I've been there. Yeah.
0: And that's what I said. This this something's wrong.
1: So uh what was your your cat was that your catalyst to to get clean?
0: Not really. No. I mean, I mean, where we were we was I mean, I mean, I was in that mode, you know. I I I knew full well I had a problem. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to kill me. Just because of my nature, you know, like, like some people can do this for a long, long time. Their entire lives, they can live to be 80 years old and still be doing this shit and not really have an issue. But then you get an idiot like me who doesn't feel fear. Hmm. And it's just bad. It's a dangerous yeah. combination. Yeah. yeah. See, I, n- I never felt fear
1: doing drugs. That was never something that scared me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even, I don't, if I, even if I had to think about it right now, I I couldn't tell you what, what really does scare me at this point. I'm, I'm pretty fearless for most things. I definitely, you know, I fear, uh, I wouldn't even say fear, you know, nobody wants to to lose anything that they've got. You know, that's, that's Dukkha. Uh, yeah, you don't want to lose the people that you hear about. That's a form of suffering. Yeah. So I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid of that form of suffering. You know, I don't want to see my friends die. You know, I just had a friend of mine pass away a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. You know, it's sad, man. It's sad watching your friends pass away. You know, as we get older, it's like, yeah, man. And, you know, being a, a former heroin user, I see a, a lot of death, you know, especially now that uh, the fentanyl thing has gotten so bad, man, people are just dropping like flies. It's like the number one cause of death uh, for people 18
0: to 45. Yeah. Mm-hmm. especially like up here it's real bad
1: oh I can only imagine yeah I mean it, it's always been worse up there than it has down here you know heroin was never really really huge down yeah, you here you guys like. love your meth oh you know no, don't 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 put me in that category but yeah the <laughs> people down here the people, the people you know yeah there, there's a lot of meth down here but there's a lot of meth everywhere and the Midwest is probably worse than it is here probably
0: but i would say up here, heroin is the main thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of always has been right, <clears throat> As yeah. far as like, the, like hard drugs are concerned, but, like heroin's always been the big thing. <clears throat> yeah. Because, yeah. Like, you know, he, here, uh, you know, I'm from Florida. So, like, for the longest time, it was, even meth was, like, hard to find down here from what I've heard. But, like, cocaine was everywhere. Hmm. Because I'm you know, in Florida. <laughs> so, it's like the, the, the hub, you know. Where where we're all the cocaine comes in at. So,
0: but like I said, I never really enjoyed cocaine. Yeah, it was me just never
1: I it, it. I I never never liked it. Just
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know why people like it.
1: I do Good question. I'd have to ask a a cocaine addict. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Oh. Huh. So, how long did it take you to go through heroin withdrawal? I mean, did did you have to tie yourself to a chair?
1: I mean, uh, not not like quite literally, but uh, metaphorically. You know, I had to uh, go check myself into a medical detox, and uh, it's it's a while, man. Like it, for me, it was um, it was really rough for the first week, mm-hmm. and then I started feeling a little better. But you don't get really back to a baseline for like. Um, man, a, a while, like, got maybe a month, like, it was like a good month before I, I could really even get a good night of sleep.
0: Were you like that dude in Basketball Diaries?
1: Oh, uh, I can't remember, Jim, something I can't remember his name, but uh, n- n- yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. I, I mean, I wasn't like him in, in a, a lot of respects, but the withdrawals were very bad. But I, like I said, I, I don't recommend opiates to anyone unless you absolutely need them in the prescribed and like you're taking them in a responsible manner and then by all means go ahead But you know I've thought get out, of, get out of hand real fast man
0: I, I've thought about that you know if um, you know like if I was in a situation where I needed some type of pain management right or end of life situation where they're going to start giving me stuff to manage the pain at the end of life mm. and they're going to start giving me obituaries like again I had to do it with my father you know when he was in hospice Right. I would much rather have marijuana. Right, I would take. I would much rather have that that type of option. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think I think
1: you know people have that option now, in some places, I mean, most places. I think there's only three or four <coughs> states in the country that don't at least have medical now. Hmm. And that's pretty good, man. I think we're doing all right with that. You know, to say that out of fifty states, we've only got three or four states that that don't have at least medical, I think that that's a good thing.
0: Yeah.
2: Because
1: I, I think, you know, as far as like pain management and uh, you know, appetite issues, especially end of life situations, I think it's would be much better for people.
0: I think and so, so I, too. I, I,
1: you know, I, I was a marijuana enthusiast for the majority of my life. You know, I started smoking when I was like 13 and did for many. I've just recently, you know, in the past few years quit. My God, I just don't do anything anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't do it now. However, I would look if if I'm in that situation, I would choose that option over oh yeah, over yeah. the the obituates.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely would, would go uh, the marijuana route if, if if in that situation and you know, I needed something for the pain, I would probably go the marijuana route rather than the definitely rather than the opiate out route. Yeah. I, I will never take an opiate ever again.
0: Yeah, even if it was the end of life and I knew it didn't matter and I was going to die anyway, I would still choose that. Man, you could cut my fucking hand off. I'm not taking them. <laughs> 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 this shit's evil, man. I, you know, sometimes I wonder, like, why does he even create those freaking drugs, these companies, other they than to get not, people addicted? I mean, money? <laughs> <laughs> but it was to get people addicted to them
1: yeah I mean obviously, and and doing a good job at it, doing an excellent job. Thanks Purdue Labs.
0: Frank, Purdue?
1: No, I said, thank Purdue Labs. Oh. Yeah. But you know, people are going to do what they're going to do, and i I think that with the economy being the way it is, and just the world being the way it is now, that's the reason why you're seeing such higher rates of odors. You know, people are suffering greatly and they don't know how to handle that suffering. So they self-medicate.
0: They do. They do. And meditation is one of the keys to learning how to cope with that suffering. Or for me, at the very least, it helped me recognize how much of it was in my own head.
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's the point, is it, you know, uh, I I sit uh, Vipassana, so, you know, it's insight meditation, and that's, you know, just examining the self and like, yeah, figuring out like, yeah, hey, suffering is mind-made, you know, it's like right in the first verse of the Dhammapada, suffering, the majority of suffering is mind-made, so.
0: But it's hard to realize that, and then obviously the next step is like, well, how do you stop making it?
1: Right, yeah. What do you do about it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, radical acceptance, just you know, deep acceptance of uh, the present time experience. Right now, it's like this, and knowing that you know the nature of existence is impermanence, and, and it's going to change no matter what the situation. It's gonna it's going to change. So, that was what worked for me. It was just you know knowing it imperfect, impersonal, and impermanent. That's existence. Hmm. Once I came to that, you know, once that really sunk in for me mm-hmm. and, and I was able to process that and really accept that, then that's when everything
0: changed for me. Right. But it's different, though, to understand that intellectually versus then, actually, having right. the practice and going through the process. Right. Like, like I think most people can understand the intellectually
1: Yeah. And I I think it it takes um, a lot of deep meditation and, you know, insight, just really getting in your own head and walking around and sitting with your own bullshit for a while to really, really know it as a practice rather than just, you know, as you were saying intellectually, because we can intellectualize it all day and people love to intellectualize the Dharma, but there's a difference between reading the suttas and living the suttas.
0: Mm hmm. Sometimes I wish that I could pay somebody else to sit inside my head and deal with it and then get back to me later on with the solution.
1: <laughs> you know, in the past, I would have said the same thing. And recently, I'm not not terribly recently, but since I really have had a dedicated practice and, and really started really walking that path. Mm-hmm. I just it, it doesn't concern me. Most things just don't concern me. I I am pretty blissful most of the time, and if not blissful, at least accepting of the negative experience. So it just it just doesn't bother me anymore.
2: Hmm.
0: Can we trade heads? What's that? Can we trade? You can spend uh, some time in my head, and I'll spend some time in your head
1: sure maybe I could get in there and do some like some
0: good work yeah
1: send it back to you it's like refurbished
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't be afraid to go inside my head
1: No, I'll get in there and walk around man why not
0: yeah no, be a like, fun experience. <laughs> find all kinds of crazy shit like oh, necromancers yeah. on angel dust
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I, I would love that. I would love to meet necromancers on angel dust inside of your brain. <laughs> Let's do it. Can we schedule this? I have to, uh, I have to get uh, get with a uh, maybe Toby Passman. Will, will can show me how to do it. That'd be a good one. We'll call. I'll call up Toby. He's a neuroscientist down in uh, South Florida. mm-hmm See what he can do about some sort of brain swap. I don't know if he has that technology, but we'll figure it out. We'll
0: figure that sounds out. like a plan.
1: I'm in. I'm in sign me up. Can we do it on, can we do it in the submarine?
0: Yes. <laughs> First time a brain swap in a submarine takes place looking for a necromancer on Yes. <laughs> <bots. laughs> We do get expedition. F- in the fi- fi- finally, trench. finally, some original podcast content.
1: We do get expedition in the Marietta's Trench to find <laughs> necromancers on Angel Dust. <laughs> After the world's first brain swap. <laughs> well, see, we couldn't do a brain swap though because I have to actually go inside your brain. And, and do the work because we just swap brains. Okay, things,
0: so so you just turn me off gonna, and put you inside me.
1: You're still gonna have your brain, so boy, we just need to get in there and tweak some things. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you still have a, a dedicated meditation practice? On and off. It it has floundered since uh the divorce in the move and everything else. I need to really start again. And also the dog has messed me up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The dog is no distraction in the meditation. But, hey, have you but met? Have daughter. you met
0: my dog?
1: <laughs> I've I, I only only in passing. Only in passing. No, but I, I think that's your problem. I think I think uh, you know you you got to get get back on the Zalto, man. Get back get, get back on the cushion.
0: I think you're right, man. Like it's quiet there. It down. There.
1: Yeah. You, need, you just need to quiet it down a little bit. Go, go, you know, sit for the sake of sitting. The art of doing nothing.
0: Yeah. Maybe I should just give up this and become a permanent monk. Go to Thailand. Dude, you could. What's stopping you, man? Nothing. Well, I know what's stopping me. But I'm not going to say it here on the air. Right. Sense desires? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what stops most people from becoming a monastic. That's why I am a householder and a lay person. Just give me five
0: precepts. That's good enough for me. I
1: don't need the like 228 precepts of the Theravada monks or however many there are. A lot
0: of them are repetitious anyway.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I haven't even read through all of them because I have no desire to take those precepts.
0: I can barely maintain the five.
1: Me too. Me too. Me too. You know, I, I think they're more just guidelines. They are.
0: Suggestions. are like
1: hard line, you know. I mean, except for you, yeah, obviously, you don't want to you don't want to you know, you just go out and kill people or things. It's probably not good. But even that, you know, there's some wiggle room. I, you know, I still eat meat. I do, too. Uh, you know, so I don't really adhere to the, the first precept completely, but I don't personally kill anything. I mean, I guess I kind of by proxy do because I you know I do uh, do pest control in my mm-hmm. house, but you, know, some things you just have to do. Anyway. You
0: know one of the things that I think about too, with, with the meat thing, um, you know about not killing, I have, like in a way though, I re- kind of respect people who kill their own food and eat it because they, at least they've had a personal relationship with that food. right There's a certain amount of gratitude for that life that was taken for that food.
1: Definitely. definitely. We're
0: where just buying it in the supermarket. We're just completely psychopathic about it. Definitely.
1: And, you know, I've actually considered, uh, I grew up, uh, you know, obviously I'm in the South and uh, I grew up hunting deer with, with my dad and uh, I haven't done it for a long time, but I, I have been considering, um, and just because of exactly what you're saying right now, getting back into that to... uh you know, for that reason, like here's an animal that has lived, you know, a a good wild natural life. And I think that, you know, there's a certain amount of respect involved with it. I'm not a trophy hunter. I never Mm -hmm. have been, but I, you know, I would much rather hunt my own food than, than buy it from the supermarket. First of all, I think it's a better quality of meat. Yeah. There's no processing involved. There's no hormones involved. It's, you know, wild fed natural game. So that I think that there's a lot, there's a big part of that that's uh, important, and just the respect involved, you know, the the process. But I've been I've been kind of leaning towards that. I've been kind of you know really contemplating uh, if I if I am going to continue to eat meat that that is the route that I'm going to go.
0: It makes sense, and also there's something meditative about the process of going out in the woods by yourself, alone with your thoughts having to be steady in a stressful situation to make the shot.
1: Yeah. 100%. It is a, it is a very stressful situation. And it is looking back on it. It is a very meditative experience. It's a, it's like your, your own personal retreat for the day.
0: So yeah, you know, even though I'm a Buddhist, I still am supportive of hunting. As long as it's for food and you're eating the food. Game yeah, hunting, yeah, no, no,
1: no. Of course not. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't condone uh, game hunting for sport. But if you're hunting, you know, to feed your family, then yeah, then I have no issue with that.
0: Right, but there's no need to hunt a giraffe. No, no.
1: There's absolutely that. That's insane. Or or an elephant or anything of that nature. Big game hunting is is bullshit. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's just a recreation for rich people rich assholes
1: yeah <laughs> i mean that's what it is
0: it is yeah it doesn't make any sense at all but right we're hunting for your food completely respectable
1: absolutely we wouldn't uh none of us would be where we are now if it wasn't for that yeah
0: hmm
2: we are
1: we're the, the survivors of hunter-gatherers
0: we are we are I mean, in in, in a way, a, a, as a man, you know, that's kind of what we were made to do.
1: I mean, we we, we could get into a, a debate about that, it, it, you know. It's just part because, of it. Well, I mean, just because, you know, that well, is the way...
0: Like, well, women can kill stuff, too. Maybe sometimes better.
1: Well, you know, I'm just saying that we could get into, like, the reasoning behind that, like, the natural as well. We could say, well, oh, because it's always been that way, that's the way it still should be. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, that's a, that's a large debate that I'm not really interested in. I'm having a, an ethical debate on, like, uh, for sure, were we we're designed to eat meat? Probably. I mean, look at our teeth. But as we evolve as a species, is, is it something that we want to continue to do? Oh, well, we shouldn't yeah. have to. And That's a, that's a difficult question.
0: Right. right. And that is a good question, because in a way, we should not have to eat meat, because there's so many plant-based for, ways to get the same amount of protein. Is there, though? I don't know, though. I know they, they, they do mess up my stomach, though, when I eat that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't take the, uh, the, the vegetarian diet very well.
0: I can eat vegetables, but when I eat like that, that plant-based stuff...
1: Yeah, See, I'm not a fan of that stuff. It, it
0: messes up my stomach.
1: Well, I'm not a fan of anything that's, uh, that's uh, soy-derived, anyway, because soy raises estrogen levels. You know, so I'm not trying to raise my estrogen levels as a 40-year-old man.
0: I guess that explains why I'm growing ticks.
1: Man, I'm tenaciously clinging to the testosterone I've got.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, we do need it. It it, it makes
1: a big difference, you know, and as it starts to wane in the years, you, you definitely notice... If your testosterone levels are getting low, you know your energy levels start to dip. Um, and you start getting weight. There's a, there's a lot of you know a lot of uh, side effects to uh, low testosterone levels, which is why they offer testosterone replacement therapy now.
0: Hmm. And NuGenics. And what's that? NuGenics.
1: Indeed, indeed. Have you have you uh, have you considered doing a TRT?
0: No, I don't. I've had my t- that checked, and I'm fine.
1: Are you that's mm-hmm. awesome that's good. i mean especially at 54 i would you know i expect the uh, years to be a little low not because of you just because of your age you know but uh that's awesome man that, that's great good. Oh,
0: yeah yeah i'm like superhuman man of course i mean yeah you are
1: you are a, a superhuman for sure you're some sort of high-powered mutant
0: <laughs> well i mean if a podcaster could be superhuman i mean
1: if any of them could, it's you.
0: I mean, Joe Rogan's afraid of me. Are you guys going to do a cage match? He will not do it. Why? Is he pissing? He give a reason
1: or just, did he just say no?
0: He won't do it. He won't give, give me a reason. He's afraid to
1: talk to me. That sucks. You guys should should definitely fight it out. I'd pay to see that.
0: It would give me suffering. It would give
1: you a lot of suffering.
0: <laughs> I've seen that, dude, you've seen that dude kick a fucking punching bag which is
1: insane. <laughs> it would break you in half with one kick. <laughs> you definitely get your get all that 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 we've just figured it out, man. That's how you condense your suffering. Go into a cage match with Joe Rogan.
0: <laughs>
1: on Angel Dust. Get him all hopped up on Angel Dust and then go fight.
0: Would you want to be in my head during that event?
1: Sure, why not? I mean, uh, because eventually I'm going to get out of there. and uh, Why not?
0: Yeah, sure. I'll
1: take take some of that suffering for you.
0: All right, so you'll go into my head when I'm on Angel Dust in the cage with Joe Rogan. Are you both going to be on Angel Dust? I don't know if I could get Joe Rogan to do Angel Dust. I don't think he would do it. He might.
1: You know, you guys are about the same age, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are the same age. Yeah, yeah. it would be a good one. I think I could take him out.
1: Let's go, let's get in touch with Dana White and see if he uh see if he wants to make this happen.
0: Sounds like a plan.
1: Uh, I'm in. I mean I can I can send him an email. They don't they don't know me and they'll probably it'll probably go to the spam folder, but I can at least try.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I want his radar. Rogan? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I mean
1: you are in like the top to your podcasting realm mm-hmm. on Apple, right? Yeah.
0: So I have to... So you be. might You might be. You might be. I think he just fears me. Fears me in all levels. Fears me as a podcaster. He fears me in the cage. Feel, he fears your physical prowess. Yeah. And he fears me in a world of dating. Is he married?
1: He is married. He is married? Who's he married to? Um jennifer rogan i think is her name what'd she look like like a a a woman i'm assuming name. Wait, hold on one second
0: i want to see what his wife I've i've seen a
1: picture of her one time she's brunette um i seem to recall her being uh you know pretty attractive i guess you know as far as women go i don't know jessica ditzel jessica okay i said jennifer i knew it was a j name
2: hmm
0: Wow. She's taller than him.
1: I mean, that's not that hard. He's like five foot
0: six. Wow. She's a lot taller than him. I don't know if you can see it on there, but.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a considerable difference.
0: How tall are you? Five, ten.
1: Well, you're definitely taller than Joe Rogan, so you probably got a reach advantage.
0: Definitely. She's not. She's okay. I, kind of, I mean, I'm not going to call her ugly. Difference.
1: Right. I don't know what kind of difference that's going to make if uh, you're on Angel Dust and he's not or you're both on Angel Dust. I don't know if the reach advantage is going to.
0: I just can't believe life. this height difference, man. She's like literally like a foot taller than him. Huh. He looks like a midget.
1: I mean, you know, he's a, he's a short guy. As far as men go, I he, guess he's. You know, he should
0: he's be like a, on the little people show.
1: Even Tom Cruise, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he acts like, like, like he's such a badass. How tall is he? I like I said, I think he's like maybe like five,
1: six, five, seven, something like that. Pretty short. I don't think he's very tall at all.
0: Let's see, five eight. So he's so two inches so shorter you're than me. So you're saying she's six foot eight? She's got to be close. Was she wearing high heels, probably? Yeah, but I don't think those add that much. I mean, not a foot, but
1: may, I think maybe I think a year. But
0: even in the pictures without the heels, she was considerably taller.
1: I have no idea. Like I said, I haven't. I, I've seen a picture of her maybe one time.
0: I can't, I be- <laughs> I can't believe how short he is. I've never noticed this. I can't believe you didn't know that. He's, he's a freaking dwarf. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: wish everyone could see the picture he just showed me. That's too funny. That's too
0: funny. <laughs> he's like three feet tall. Huh.
1: Yeah, I, 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 only, I would have to get down on my hands
0: and knees then. to fight him. <laughs> well, then you might have the advantage.
1: <laughs> see, I'm only five eleven myself, so I can't really say much. I'm not not even six foot tall. So,
0: yeah, I think you and I are pretty close in height. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, we're we're about an inch apart. I yeah, five ten. So,
0: yeah, not much. Awesome. Tall enough to see over
1: the crowd at clutch.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. We were able to stand in the back.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: No pit. There was no pit pit. that night.
1: No pit. Fortunately, fortunately, this is Uh, a small place. Small place for. I don't know. I went there for
0: when I went there for Guar. There was definitely a major pit.
1: Well, yeah, but you're talking about you know, Clutch versus Guar. You got a a blues rock band versus uh, Guar. (laughs) <laughs> i don't <laughs> want to categorize them as any any genre because they are kind of their own genre
0: although i will say like guar like before the show was even halfway over the place was almost empty yeah
1: that's crazy i guess people didn't didn't know they were going to get covered in shit at Guar, huh? i guess not i don't know it was weird i saw them uh recently uh, I saw them in uh, november at uh rockville in was it
0: with uh i hate god
1: uh, no, no, no. It's a uh, Rockville oh. in Daytona. Yeah, yeah. I a uh, bunch of bands. Hmm. Saw, uh saw Anthrax. saw uh, Metallica twice. Slipknot. Yeah, it was a bunch of bands. It was pretty good me- uh, metal show as far as metal shows go. Four days of uh, music. So, hmm. yeah, it was fun.
0: That's what yeah. I need. I need four days of metal. What's that? I need four days of metal and then a yeah, cage yeah. match on Dust with Rogan.
1: I am, and that could be like the the, the, <laughs> the main event. <laughs> right? Yeah. You'd yeah, yeah. have to get like, okay, I've got an idea. We'll, we'll get, we gotta get like Slayer to play, or like, like maybe like Cannibal Corpse, and then like have the cage down like, like in the like the front of the stage, kind of, so everybody, and then have them up on a tier above you, so you can see the band, but mm-hmm. then they can also see the fight. And then, like, have you and Rogan fight to, like, cannibal corpse on Angel Dust. That's
0: it. That's, that's the it. way it has to happen.
1: That's, 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 that's the show. That's the show. It's too bad Rip Taylor's dead because we'd have to involve him somehow.
0: But Confetti.
1: We'll, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get, like, Carrot Top or something.
0: <laughs> Is that guy who smashes the watermelon still around? Oh Gallagher! <laughs> if he is, he's
1: got to be like seventy-five years old. <laughs> he probably can't even pick up that fucking hammer anymore.
0: He uses a plastic one, a fake
1: watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, everything's just video now. It's all CGI.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, man, I have to run. I have a date but- tonight.
1: Well, get ready for your date. I hope it goes very well. The The few dates that you uh, told me about before we uh, started recording, um, I hope it goes better than those.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, I will say there's a lot of women out there that are saying they're single and are really not.
1: Uh, I wouldn't know because I am happily involved. And you're lucky. Yeah, I am a very lucky man. I am very, very lucky indeed.
0: So before we wrap it up, man, where can yeah. people find you and your podcast?
1: Uh, I can be found at DharmaJunkiePodcast.com uh, I'm also on uh, Twitter, I don't remember the handle, just uh, Justin, uh, I think it's like Justin underscore or Justin Auto J Otto Seven. I don't know, I don't know. look me up, I'm, I'm out there, I'm, the podcast is available wherever podcasts can be found, it's uh, Dharma Junkie, and uh, look forward to a seeing some of you guys in the in my inbox sending me hate mail or something
0: yeah yeah and I was gonna put this out there that I officially endorse the Dharma junkie podcast that's a big endorsement that's a big endorsement
1: and I and I appreciate that and let's get together uh you know soon and get this whole rogan thing worked out and also the uh, brain swap uh angel dust necromancer submarine voyage. I feel I feel very passionate about that and I feel we need to do like a a shared episode on that one or a whole series of episodes on on both of those events, both the lead up and finally the culmination of the event. So everybody stay tuned for that because uh, there's going to be lots of good, good content coming from both of us.
0: Original content never done before on any podcast. That's hard. That's hard to do.
1: It is, it is, but we're going to, we're going we're gonna to do it.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, man. I'll man, put a link to your things. site in the uh, note to this episode.
1: Cool, man. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you again, man. It's been really fun talking to you. We, uh, it's been a while since we've uh, had a chance to chat and uh, I love you, brother.
0: Love you too, man. You got to come to Jersey.
1: Uh, dude, I'm in. You got a, you got a place for me to crash?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, have an extra room. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely. Come and then you. we could go to uh, New York and hang out with Bornstein.
1: Hey, I'm in. I I might shit. I might I might come up this summer.
0: I mean, I mean, wouldn't that be cool to do live from New York with Greg Bornstein?
1: I would be definitely into that. That'd be that'd be awesome. But yeah, I, for real, I might I might come up this summer and visit for a bit.
0: That'd be fantastic. I'd love to have you, man. Let's do it. Sounds like a plan. And here we go.